Hey everyone, and welcome to the Spooniepreneur Podcast. I'm Nicole Neer, an ex-social worker turned CEO of a virtual support agency. My passion is helping those of us living with chronic illness to see how entrepreneurship can help us pay the bills, find a sense of purpose, and build a flexible life that allows us to balance it all. On this podcast, I'm talking with business owners from all walks of life to learn how they're running their businesses. I'm also going to take you behind the scenes into how I run a six-figure business while living with fibromyalgia, bipolar disorder, irritable bowel syndrome, and anxiety. If you are a spooniepreneur or thinking about starting a business, you are in the right place. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Spooniepreneur Podcast. So over the last two weeks, I feel like I've been talking to all of my coaching clients and all of my entrepreneur friends and all of my clients are talking about mindset. Um, So I wanted to dive into what mindset looks like when you're running a business and living with chronic illness. And I want to get clear about something upfront. I know that mindset is, it feels like a minefield, right? Especially when you have a mental illness or two like me. (laughs) So I am not talking about the deep work that you're going to do with your therapist. When I say mindset, I'm really talking about the ways that our minds or our thoughts get in the way of our success. A few years ago, I had the incredible luck to hear Elizabeth Gilbert speak, and it really transformed how I approached my business and the mindset that it takes to be successful. It changed it forever. So Liz was talking about the early years of her career when she was working three jobs and she was struggling to find time to write. And as she was talking to a mentor and she was explaining how it was impossible to find success as a writer, the woman looked at Liz and asked, What are you willing to give up to have the life you keep pretending that you want? Oof, ouch, right? And then this woman went on to point out all the ways that Liz's energy was going to everything but the thing that she claimed to care so much about. And at the time I was sitting in the audience, I was about three months into building my business on a full-time basis. And I was also on an express train to my first spell of mania. Um, So I was sitting there and I naively thought that I had already sacrificed enough to learn this lesson. (laughs) Famous last words, right? I was totally wrong. It wasn't until nine months later when I was suicidal and sobbing on the bathroom floor that I really got what Liz was trying to say. We have to decide what we care about decide how to spend our energy, decide which relationships are worth maintaining and which ones need to fade away. Chronic illness has a way of revealing all of this to you the hard way. And while I wish that I had learned all of these lessons without the illness, I know that I am a better person for having learned them. I also saw the ways that I was making my business harder than it needed to be. I had to decide what was important to run my business. I didn't need a fancy sales funnel. I didn't need expensive systems. I didn't need coaching or masterminds. What I really needed was to find the time to show up for my clients, to learn the skills that I needed personally to get through those days when I felt so 
fatigued and had so much pain that I didn't feel like showing up. I had to put boundaries in place in my business to protect my mental and my physical health. That was literally what I needed to be successful. I didn't need anything else. But just because I decided to strip my business down to bare bones, just because I did that piece of the mindset work, it doesn't mean that you stop dealing with mindset issues. (laughs) And I want to empower you for a second that every single entrepreneur goes through this. I didn't know when I started my business that I was signing up for this lifelong self-help journey, but here we are, guys. (laughs) There is a reason why you need a therapist or a mindset coach or just somebody to talk with who gets it to help you succeed in business because it is too easy to get into your own head to the point where you are sabotaging your results. One area that I consistently see every entrepreneur that I know struggle with is fear. And when I was thinking about taking my my side hustle as a VA full-time, I started reading Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. And as an aside, if you haven't read that book yet, I want you to run to the website of an independently run bookstore and buy it right now because it is a game changer in how you think about creativity and working through fear. And in Big Magic, Liz talks about how fear is always with us. She says fear will be in the car with us no matter what we're doing. But that doesn't mean that fear is allowed to have a seat, to touch the map, or definitely not to drive. And I found that it's absolutely true that fear will follow you into your business every single day day. (laughs) And that's why I hate it when coaches try to sell you something based on this myth of creating a fearless life. Because it's just not realistic. You are always going to feel fear. But the entrepreneurs that I know who have found success realize that when you stop fighting fear, it starts to fight back less. When you name the fear, when you get to the heart of why you're feeling the way that you're feeling, the fear dissipates. It's like a fire. When you deprive a fire of oxygen, it just puts itself out. One of the biggest perks of being a VA for coaches is that you get to listen to all their trainings, you get to take their online courses, you get to listen to every podcast episode. And out of all of the clients that I've worked with, my client Joanna Kleinman from Dethroning Your Inner Critic has taught me the most about how our inner critic drives our fear. As she puts it, we're constantly consumed with all of the ways that we feel like we're less than all the ways that we feel like we're going to let people down. And it's our inner critic's job to whip up drama by keeping us caught in this myth that we can change the future if we worry about it enough, right? And the truth is that our inner critic is this voice that we create when we're young. She is initially there to keep us safe. But even when we're grown, even when we've outgrown her, We are so used to listening to her messages that we begin to think that we are her. And then she's so loud, she's so insistent that when we we end up hopping on this hamster wheel of feeling like if we just do more, if we just achieve more, then we'll be satisfied. And as an entrepreneur, I know I certainly have done this. I've had toxic expectations for my business. 
And I say toxic because feeling like we have to do it all poisons our ability to see how far we've come. The big issue is that a lot of coaches are out there building their offerings um, based on the fear that if we don't achieve results fast, then we won't be successful. And I think anybody at those beginning stages of their business has this fear that if we don't just go out and do it right away, then we're never, ever going to be successful in our business. I call this hustle culture. And we feel like we have to build businesses quickly. We have to achieve crazy income goals and unrealistic timeframes. Guys, I am allergic to hustle. And and luckily, right now, it is a lot less prevalent than it was when I was starting out six years ago. But it's still present in a lot of the marketing that you're probably seeing right now. And I know this is certainly true in my industry. One of the main selling points by those who are teaching people to be virtual assistants is that you can fill your businesses with well-paying clients in 90 days, or you can scale your business to six figures in six months. And I want to be clear about something. I am not arguing with the fact that this is possible. I respect these women. I think their methods are great. But I also know the flip side to building your business that fast. Because when you grow that quickly, you are onboarding several clients at a time. And the first 90 days of working with a client is literally the most important time in the relationship. If you are learning how to communicate with multiple clients while also learning to get your way around their business, learn what they're about, learn where everything's at, chances are you're going to miss a lot. And there are so many small details and nonverbal cues, to be honest, that happen when you're onboarding a client. When you grow too fast, it's more likely that you're going to lose at least one of those clients just because they don't feel seen and understood. And when you inevitably fail to produce significant results in a short period of time, when you build your business so quickly and then you start losing those clients, your inner critic is going to go nuts. And this is really true if you're trying to navigate through chronic illness. You know, we get in our heads and we think, well, if I wasn't sick, I would just be able to do all of these things. That is not true. Everybody, regardless of whether they have a chronic illness or not, struggles that first year of business. It's not just you. It's not just your illness. This is something that every entrepreneur goes through. And the only way to get through this black or white thinking is by realizing that those fears are always going to be there. It's just like the fear that we all have when we go through those string of good days, right? Our health is feeling really great. We have more energy. We're able to do more. And we know that it's not a matter of if, but when the next crash is going to happen, right? And for most of us, we do everything we can in those good days instead of sitting around at home being fearful of what's going to happen when they run out. What you focus on expands. So if you spend all of your time worried that your results don't look like somebody else's, you're never going to feel happy with what you have accomplished. If you focus all of your energy on pleasing others instead of caring for yourself first, you're going to be chronically unhappy and more than a little resentful. And believe me, I speak from experience when it comes to this. If you focus on doing what you can right now in this moment, you're going to be amazed at how much you can actually do. 
Oh, but the biggest mindset issue that everybody goes through, whether you have a business or not, is imposter syndrome. And I'm going to start by hopping on my soapbox a little bit, because feeling like you're an imposter doesn't actually mean that you have a mental disorder. Imposter syndrome is nowhere in the DSM, which is the Diagnostical and Statistical Manual for Mental Disorders which is basically what every doctor, psychologist, social worker uses to diagnose mental disorders. And for a lot of people like me living with mental disorders, this is troubling. It's kind of like comparing your nerves before public speaking to the anxiety that I live with every day that literally dominates everything I do. So yes, we all feel like you know, we have those moments where we feel like we're an imposter, but that doesn't mean that it's a syndrome. But okay, semantics aside, regardless of what you call it, feeling like you are an imposter is something that I deal with all the time. Before COVID, I literally had to explain to people that it was possible to make money on the internet without it being a scam or a pyramid scheme. And when I scaled back to working part-time while still paying myself the same amount, I felt like a massive fraud for a good two weeks. Feeling like an imposter looks different when I factor my illness into the equation because there's a part of me that feels uncomfortable with the fact that I have built a successful business while living with chronic illness when I know that many of our community struggle to make ends meet. And there's a part of it that feels uncomfortable to talk with friends and family who don't know what it's like to live with chronic illness because they see me saying, number one, that I can't work a quote unquote normal job. And number two, that I have a successful business and they don't understand that I'm successful because I've been able to make adaptations that I need to for my health. Um, They just kind of look at it as, oh, you're cured or, oh, you're making it up. Um, It's really, really difficult to wrap your brain around all of this. I wish that there was some easy fix to getting through this feeling like you're an imposter, you know, getting through the fear that you have whenever you do really anything in your business or feeling like you're never going to be good enough or you're going to let everybody down. What I can tell you is that when I started to understand that fear wasn't going away, that my inner critic was always going to be with me to a certain extent. And that I was always going to go through these periods of time when I was doing something new in my business, when I felt like I was an imposter, it became so much easier to deal with because every time that you go through this, you learn a little bit more about who you are and how much you really can do. Because I know, just like you know, that we can do hard things if we take them one step at a time. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Spooniepreneur podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share with your friends and don't forget to rate and review it on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you're looking to build a business that runs on word of mouth referrals, and who doesn't, head on over to www.resilientbusinesstoolkit to check out my free masterclass teaching you to build a marketing plan that drives word of mouth referrals into your inbox every month. Thank you for listening and I'll see you next week.